state of Brooklyn, Neil Diamond. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. Day three, Neil Diamond Week. I actually, this morning, I thought it was Thursday for an hour or so, which would have been great because the weekend would have been closer. But then when I realized it was only Wednesday, great, extra day. Still three full shows left with Neil Diamond Week. Today, tomorrow, Friday. Oh, and the Brewers start tomorrow, too. A lot going on. God, I love this week. So much fun. We start by talking about the Bucks who played last night, and we have some breaking news with the Brewers. They got their catcher, they got their man. It was announced they traded for Victor Caratini about 10 minutes ago. So we have breaking news to start the show. Victor Caratini and Cash from the Padres in exchange for Miners outfielder Corey Howell and catcher Brett Sullivan. Love that. Day before opening day, Brewers getting another catcher, and I love it. Aggressive David Stearns. That's a move with some flash and some flair. Neil Diamond would be proud. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. It's Neil Diamond Week. We're going to continue to listen to Neil, the greatest showman to ever grace the stage. We were lucky enough to have Ebo here yesterday from The Zone. He's on our affiliate in Madison from 6 to 10, his show Over the Line. Yesterday, we drafted our favorite Neil Diamond songs. I mean this genuinely. I don't mean this as a joke or as a bit. I think drafting Neil songs with Ebo yesterday is one of the most fun things that I've done on this show in a long time. That was a blast. That was a really fun 10 minutes. And if you missed it yesterday, go check it out on the podcast because it was really, really fun. And Ebo killed it. Ebo is awesome. Uh, when you turn them loose on a topic as fun as drafting your favorite Neil Diamond songs. We're going to start with the Bucks today. Maybe we'll get into the Brewers later as we learn more about this Victor Caratini deal. We're also going to talk Packers. That audio from the Bill Michaels show yesterday that we tried to play, James Jones joined the show, and we were going to play some of it yesterday, and we just didn't didn't get around to it. Uh, Well, I, I should correct myself. I didn't get around to it because I didn't download the audio ahead of time, and then I was having technical difficulties. So we're going to get to that in the second half of the show. Bill Michaels and Ben Kenny, who you hear all across our network every day from 10 to 2, they spoke with James Jones yesterday, Packers former wide receiver, and now he's on the NFL Network. Talked a lot about the Packers wide receiver situation, and he talked about what it's like to be a rookie. The Packers, we think, we hope, are going to draft a wide receiver. So what does that mean? How do you integrate a rookie as quickly as possible? They talked about... How nice it is to have Randall Cobb with some experience on this roster. So we're going to do that in the second half of the show. Bart Winkler, uh, one of my favorite recurring guests and one of my favorite people in sports radio, is going to be here at 4.30 to answer Wisconsin sports questions with Neil Diamond lyrics. I'm very excited to see what Bart has cooked up. We're going to do that in about a half hour. You can join me anytime. Give me a text or a call. 608-796-2558. You can always tweet me. Find me on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Last night, Bucks won the division, Central Division. I know everyone's focused on divisions in basketball uh, for, I believe, the fourth straight year. So they're printing T-shirts, no doubt. The Packers always have their NFC North T-shirts. The North isn't enough. Uh, 
uh, defend the North, right? The, the Kings of the North, things like that. I came up with a couple of ideas for the Bucks. The Central won't suffice. I think that's pretty good. The deer aren't done. The deer isn't done. The deer aren't done. The deer are not done. I don't like that one now that I say it out loud. The Central is just the start. Huh? It's pretty good. Bucks beat the Bulls last night. No one cares about divisions. Nobody cares at all. They don't matter. But the Bucks did beat the rival, quote-unquote, Chicago Bulls last night, 127-106. And I want to start with that. Now, this game was never all that close, despite DeMar DeRozan going for 40. He had an amazing third quarter, and still the Bulls were barely within striking distance. I think the closest they got was 10 points, even though DeMar DeRozan was putting in everything. I have a Brooke Lopez take that I love, and I'm really excited to talk about Brooke Lopez. We had a great game last night. I'm, I'm excited to get to that. But first, I have a basic observation about last night's game. And I'm wondering if some of you walked away from last night's game with the same sense and the same observation. Last night's game was so weird, and the Bucks bulls rivalry, quote-unquote, is so weird, if you want to call it a rivalry. I've never seen anything like it. Here's what I mean. The Bulls started their season so well. They had a chokehold on the number one seed for the longest time. All of their offseason additions were working. DeMar DeRozan was great, fit perfectly with Vooch and with Levine. And Caruso and Lonzo Ball were great defensively, and that backcourt was awesome. And it was all working. It all fit together. 10 out of 10, perfect. Then they got injured. I think DeMar DeRozan started to wear down a little bit and run out of gas because he was carrying so much offensively. They start losing games. They haven't been a great team the last two months or so. However, they still have three guys that can get buckets. Got DeMar DeRozan, Vooch, Zach Levine. That's a solid core. This Bulls team shouldn't be as bad as they've been. And last night, the Bulls really needed that game. Really, really needed that game at home against the Bucks last night. The Bulls have lost 10 of 13. They're the sixth seed. They're borderline in the play-in tournament right now. The Bulls really needed last night's game. They needed it for confidence reasons, too. Because as good as the Bulls have been for stretches, they can't beat any top teams. They're 2-20 and 20 versus the top eight seeds in both conference. They're winless against the Sixers, the Nets, or not the Nets, but the Sixers, the Heat, and the Bucks. They can't get a win over a good team. They just need a, a win over the Bucks for confidence. They needed it last night. Last night was a huge game for the Bulls. And yet it felt like this game was over in the first three minutes. It was done. And then the next 45 or 44 minutes, we were just waiting for the inevitable. We were just waiting for the final buzzer to sound so the Bucks could officially get the win and we could all go on with our evening or go to bed or watch something else. This game was over in the first three minutes. The Bucks have zero respect for the Bulls. Zero. They've won 16 of their last 17 games against Chicago. During the pregame huddles last night, a couple Bucks players, including Giannis, walked over to Benny the Bull, who was sitting in a chair next to the court, and they knocked him out of his chair. They flipped him over. And yeah, that's funny. I'll mess with the mascot, but that's not... That's not a small thing. That's pretty disrespectful to do, right? It's not like... It wasn't some bit in the tunnel. Like, they're doing... Pre-game introductions, they're doing huddles, and they just walk over to the Bulls mascot. They flip him out of his chair. The Bucks have no respect for the Bulls. This game felt dead. There was a lack of energy. The crowd really didn't seem all that into it. The announcers even didn't seem all that into it. At one point in the third quarter when the game was in a huge slump, Michael Jordan is brought up, and Vince Carter, who's doing color commentary, he didn't even have anything to add. He's like, oh, yeah, that Michael Jordan guy, he was pretty good. Thought I'd, uh, thought I'd throw that out there for those who didn't know. And I'm watching at home thinking, this game is lame. This game stinks. 
And yet it was a game that Chicago should have had all the urgency, all the reason to win. And there was just no bite to last night's game. The Bucks weren't even trying to get rebounds. Like the Bulls were getting second, third chance buckets. The Bucks are the way bigger, stronger, more physical team. They just, they didn't care. They weren't even trying on the glass. They showed as little respect to the Bulls last night as possible. Giannis only took, Giannis took three shots in the first half. Zero shots in the first quarter. The Bucks do not respect the Bulls at all. And it's like the book, the Bulls just submitted last night. They just gave up. They folded in the first couple of minutes. I'm not arguing anything. This is not me slamming the Bulls or uplifting the This is just an observation. It was wild. It was weird. It was really odd. And I don't know if I've ever seen a game quite like last night. It was very, very bizarre. The Bulls should have had every reason to come out with their hair on fire. And they kind of seem like a just a dead man walking right now. They kind of seem dead on arrival last night. And yeah, they're, they're dealing with injuries. Absolutely. Like the Bulls have dealt with a lot of injuries. They dealt with COVID. I, they certainly have excuses for for losing more games in the second half of the season than the first. But I don't know. I just expected better last night. And it seems like the Bulls are kind of resigned, which is odd. And the Bucks do not respect them at all. Zero percent. None. It was very bizarre last night. It's not at all what I expected. Now, the big takeaway from the actual basketball, the X's and the O's, a game that the Bucks won 127 to 106, the big takeaway should be Brooke Lopez. 28 points. He was having his way all night. And it was pretty clear early on that Brooke was going to have space to operate. He's so much bigger than whoever the Bulls were going to throw at him. It's either Vucevic was guarding him, and he can't defend at all. He couldn't score last night either. Vuce finished <laughs> 3 of 19. Oof. Oof. And he's even worse on defense. And then in the second half, they trotted out Tristan Thompson. And it's funny, the announcers and Vince Carter were trying to make a case. See, this is what Tristan Thompson provides. Man, Tristan Thompson stinks. Okay, they had no answer for Brooke Lopez last night. They wouldn't have had an answer for Giannis if Giannis made an attempt to put up gaudy numbers last night, and he just didn't. He just didn't really seem to care. Brooke Lopez had his way, 28 points. It was really fun to watch. We forget that Brooke Lopez is a really good offensive player with a deep bag of moves and tricks. Brooke Lopez has averaged double digits every year of his career. Even going back to his rookie year, he averaged 12, 13 points a game. His rookie year when he joined the the then New Jersey Nets. He's a scorer, and he has been his entire career, and I think we forget about that. Now, he's maybe the fifth option on this team, depending on how you look at it. He's certainly behind Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. I'd say he's behind Bobby Portis, too. Now, maybe Grayson and Allen, Grayson and Allen, Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton, make more shots, and maybe on a night-to-night basis, they're more involved, but they're not the true scorers that Brooke Lopez is. They're great catch-and-shoot guys, and they can drive and and both finish pretty well around the rim. Grayson Allen had a pretty acrobatic finish last night for an and-one. They can score, too. Brooke Lopez is in that neighborhood. He's behind the big three and probably behind Bobby Portis. He's the fourth or fifth option on this team. Last night was a great reminder. He's still a great option that the Bucs can't forget about. Brooke Lopez is going to win the Bucks a playoff game or two. And he's done it in the past. If you think back to 2018, 2019, Brooke Lopez had 30 in that opening game against the Raptors, game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. He was everywhere. Brooke Lopez, here and there, depending on the matchup, depending on the night, can win you a game. He can be an offensive centerpiece of a team. Now, it's not going to happen very often, again, because Giannis can score and Middleton can score and Drew Holiday can get buckets, but... The Bucs can't forget that Brooke Lopez is a really useful player 
and a pure offensive scorer and the type of offensive player you can build a game plan around. Now, you don't want to do it every night, but here and there, he can get you a win. There's going to be a night in the postseason where the Bucks are playing a small opponent and Giannis is in foul trouble and Chris Middleton can't hit shots and Drew Holiday is tired from playing really good defense and, and defending 94 feet down the floor, the opposing point guard. And Brooke Lopez is going to be the guy. Last night was a good reminder. Brooke Lopez is a really useful tool in the toolbox. And Coach Bud and the Bucks would be wise to remember that because they're going to get in a pinch in game four against the Celtics or in game five against the Sixers when Giannis is in foul trouble and Chris's shot isn't falling and Drew Holiday's tired. It's like, oh yeah, break in case of emergency, we still have Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez has a nice little jumper. He has a nice little fadeaway. He has a nice hook shot. He's got a nice three-point shot. You can use him to hunt mismatches. He can create second-chance opportunities, second-chance points for the Bucs, too. He's a really useful player. He's a player that once upon a time was a number-one scoring option on his team, and he has that wiring in him, right? He's got that DNA. Now, he, he uses that DNA and that skill set in a smaller role now, but here and there, you can use him as a number-one option. And last night, the Bulls, like I said, they were dead on arrival. The Bucs could have played through any one of their starting five players last night, and they would have won. But last night, I think, is a good reminder. Break glass in case of emergency. Brooke Lopez is a really polished, uh, experienced scorer. And that's something the Bucs would be wise to remember, something they would be wise to take advantage of. Matchup dependent, of course, throughout the playoffs. I think they need a sheet or two in their playbook to break out when they can. When Brooke Lopez has an advantageous matchup or, or the night just goes a certain way and you have to turn to Brooke Lopez. Think of all... Uh, the tools that you have in your toolbox or all the things that you have in your garage. I'm talking to the fellas here uh, or, you know, whoever's listening. If you're into woodworking, you're into home improvement, you like working on cars, whatever. Think of your workbench in your garage or in your shed. Think of all the tools that you have in there, right? Think of the crescent wrench. Crescent wrench, very, very versatile tool. Every man needs a good crescent wrench, good hammer, good, uh, good uh, screwdriver set, socket set, air compressor. Air compressors are so useful. You can use them for anything. It's just nice to have a hose to plug into, oh, fill up the tires, right? Blow off the snow, blow off the snow blower, blow off the lawnmower when you're done. Keep things clean, blow off the floor of the garage. Air compressor, really useful. Those are tools you use all the time. That's Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. Giannis is your crescent wrench. You can use a crescent wrench for a million different things. You always need the crescent wrench in your toolbox. You need a hammer, that's Chris Middleton. When you need to bang things, you need to break apart a piece of scrap, scrap lumber, you need a hammer, that's Chris Middleton. Drew Holiday is, is your drill. He's your nice drill. You got a couple of extra batteries, case with all the drill bits. That's Drew Holiday. Brooke Lopez is your oil filter wrench. That's what I was thinking about today. You have an oil filter wrench. It's this weird handle with this metal loop that you tighten down. You need one in your garage. If you change your oil, you need an oil filter wrench in your garage. Now, you only use it two, three times a year, right, or every couple thousand miles. I don't know. I don't change my own oil. But if you change your own oil, you need an oil filter wrench, even though you only use it to unscrew your oil filter and you only use it a couple times a year. You need it in the garage. That's Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is hardly ever going to be the number one option. But every couple of months, you want to change your oil. Giannis is in foul trouble. Chris Middleton can't find his shot. Oh, look, we have Brooke Lopez over there hanging, hanging on the wall. 
He's hanging uh, right next to the socket set. Go grab him off the wall. We still have Brooke Lopez. Really useful tool. You might not use it every day, but it's a tool that you need to have in your toolbox. And the Bucks and Coach Bud really need to remember that Brooke Lopez is an option because there's going to be opportunities in the playoffs to use Brooke Lopez to exploit certain matchups, exploit certain situations, and the Bucks need to remember that. Last night, 127-106 over the Bulls. Brooke Lopez, 28 points. Good reminder of a really useful player that I think sometimes we forget about, especially because he was hurt all year. Let's take a break. I want to talk about Giannis, the Bucks' crescent wrench, uh, and I want to talk about the MVP race because naturally that came up on the broadcast last night. And I have a couple things to say. Bart Winkler, remember, he'll be here at 430 to talk about Wisconsin sports, but to do so with a Neil Diamond flair. Neil Diamond Week continues on the Wisco Sports Show. Coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you're having an awesome day. This is like the 10th or 11th or 12th straight day that the weather has absolutely sucked. Hopefully the weather doesn't suck at Wrigley tomorrow. I forgot that the Brewers are starting the season on the road and not in the sheltered confines of American Family Field. So hopefully if we get a rain delay tomorrow, I'll be so ticked. (laughs) Brewers added Victor Caratini about a half hour ago for the way I see it. Not a whole lot. They got their backup catcher. I love it. I love it. We're going to talk more Brewers tomorrow. And of course, as the week rolls along, right now we're talking Bucks. Remember, it's Neil Diamond Week. Bart Winkler will join us in about 10 minutes. Longtime friend of the show. Uh, to talk Wisconsin sports, yes, but he is going to do so through the lyrics of Neil Diamond. I don't know exactly what he has in store for us, but I'm very excited. 608 796 Couple of texts. Schmidt on the north side. Hyped up about Victor Caratini. Southside Scott says, I love Neil Diamond Week. I think you should do a music artist every week. Man, I love that. You know who we could do is Glenn Campbell. I think that would be really fun and and random. Another guy I really love that I think we underappreciate. Like we underappreciate Brooke Lopez and his scoring prowess. The dude's a scorer. And last night we got a nice little reminder of that. I think the Bucs should... Have a couple of sheets in the playbook. Break glass in case of emergency in the playoffs. And they have a favorable matchup in a specific situation. Brooke Lopez can still put the ball in the hoop and score and carry an offense. Uh, Joe in Oakdale. I like we're getting more texts from, from Joe up near the Twin Cities. He says, what do you think about the Brewers' projected wins this year? 89 and a half wins. Uh, it's a lot of wins. Yes, Joe, it is. Um, I mean, man. They're going to have a lot of free wins against the Reds and the Pirates, who are terrible. Um, I don't think the Cubs are going to be all that good. So just in the division, I mean, they can feast on the Pirates and the Reds. I don't know. I don't bet win totals. You guys you guys don't come to me for betting advice. Although 89 and a half, eh, the Brewers will beat that. Come on. Come on. They just added Victor Caratini. Now, playoffs, different conversation, but regular season, the way this team can pitch and the way the rest of the Central is down, a lot of wins on the board for the Brewers to go and get. 608-796-2558. Mike is in downtown Madison. Although, Mike, you're not in downtown Madison anymore. Hold on. I wrote it down. You now reside in, 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 in. Maybe I didn't write it down. Oh, shoot. Mike, where are you now? You have to remind me, please. 
<laughs> Windsor, man. Windsor, that's right. Just like the, the delicious Canadian whiskey. That's right. Mike, what's going Absolutely. on? Absolutely. <laughs> no, what's going on, man? How are you? I am swell. This week's been a blast. Uh, there's a lot of fun things to talk about, and we're listening to Neil Diamond, so I'm content. I'm happy. Yeah, but the weather, man, just oh, awful. Dude, it sucks. It sucks. Just terrible. So um, I'm excited about baseball starting. Very excited. Um, yeah, Milwaukee on the road, I think they'll clean up the Cubs. I don't think they'll have any problem with that. No. Um, and it should be cold and rainy and crappy at Wrigley, like it always is. Of course. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, do you watch you watch golf at all? I do watch the U.S. Open. I watch the Masters and then some random other tournaments. I just like laying on the couch and, and watching. I don't know much about golf. I don't know who's good other than the names we all know, but I do enjoy watching. I'm really excited for the Masters. Yeah, for sure. I was just wanted to point that out. Um, just it's just cool seeing Tiger out there. Yeah. Um, again, and you know, obviously, I think this is you know we're looking at possibly a final chapter. I mean, we keep saying that, but um, looking at a final chapter for Tiger, and it'd be cool to watch him go out there. I don't know if he's really even going to compete. Um, we'll see if he makes the you know the cut, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to see him go out there. He looks like he's in great shape, um, and he had more fans at his practice than I've you know seen on most you know final 18 holes isn't that nuts i saw those pictures i have a hard time believing that that's just insane it's unbelievable i you just can't like it it's truly unbelievable you can't believe it it's it's incredible um it's almost biblical as a sportscaster said on tv the other day i like that um so yeah uh really excited to watch the masters and um the bulls man i i'm convinced they i don't think they're gonna make it out of one round of the playoffs do they win a playoff game? Because right now, I would even question that. I mean, this team, they, dude, I would too. they showed up at the game last night from the jump and just, they just, it's like they just awesome. gave up right away. They had every yeah. reason yeah. to, to want to win that game. And they just, I mean, the Bucks won in three minutes. Yeah, they reminded me of the top 32 game where Wisconsin played. I mean, honestly, that's like they showed <laughs> up and they just couldn't shoot. Yeah. And they just didn't play well. They had, they didn't have much heart, you know? If I was a Bulls fan, one thing I would point out, to be fair to the Bulls, I mean, Vucevic shot three of 19 last night. I don't know if you watched that game start to finish. I had nothing else to do, so I was home alone. I watched it. That might be the worst game I've yeah. ever seen Vooch play. He was awful. I agree. And and the thing the thing is, too, is you're looking at DeRozan is just, like, I, obviously he dropped 40. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he played well. Um, but he's carrying, like you said earlier in the show, he's carrying so much on his back right now. Yeah. Um, because of their injuries and because of this, because of that, um, some poor play. He, I feel like he's just trying to carry that team, and he can only do so much. I mean, he's, you know, he's not, he's not, you know, Giannis or anyone like that that can completely take over a game um, or just take over defensively too. Um, so, yeah, I right now I'm just not convinced they're going to make it out of a first round. Yeah, and I, I feel like they feel that, too. And the injuries have been a huge part of their team. And, and actually, my best buddy and, and my roommate is from Chicago, and he's a Bulls fan. And he'll be mm-hmm. he'll tell me all the time, he's like, Grant, just chill out. They got hurt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we can try to dissect what happened to the Bulls, and, and we can say they were right. frauds all along. But no, they got hurt. I, I also think, and this is something I, I noticed last night, Mike, and maybe we can we can think about the Brewers in this way, too. I think sometimes it's a little bit of a curse to play your best basketball right away and to be so hot 100%. right from the beginning. And that's also what happened to the Bulls. It's just a tough thing to sustain. Very hard. And, I mean, Ball just had a setback, too, you know, yeah. on his injuries. So, yeah. I mean, you, there, 
multitude of things going on. It's very comparable. You can compare it to the Ravens last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, fantastic football team. If you read their list of injuries they had, it's like a mile long. It's yeah. unbelievable. Um, so you see them bounce back. I bet they'll bounce back this year. They'll, yeah. they'll be very good in the AFC North. So, I mean, you just got to, you know, I mean, it happens, man. Well, and the Bulls, too, their entire backcourt got hurt. Like Caruso and Ball, that's where their defense comes from, right? That's Big all of defense, their defense. Yeah. Like and, their only good defenders Caruso, all got hurt. Caruso majorly, too, right? So yeah. he was an extended period of time, and that's just, you can't, well, not with a defender like that. Now when that's your probably, not even probably, that is your best defender. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can't really say much about it other than, you know, you hope they maybe make it through a series. Yeah. If they don't, then kind of just, you know, tip your hat and be like, well, great season and see what we can do next year. Let's try to keep it intact. Um, I'd love them to, you know, keep try to keep this team intact as best they can because yeah. I think without injuries, I think they do a great job. And maybe they pace themselves a little better uh, yeah. throughout the regular season. Um, so, uh, and drama in L.A.? Jesus. Are That's you going to talk so about funny. that tomorrow uh, on your uh, – Lounge. Yeah, we're going to probably talk a little bit about the Lakers. I actually love that LeBron is sitting out and that he left the game last <laughs> night because I think it's funny. Like, it sucks, and it's it's classic LeBron, but it gives us something to talk about, and I weirdly respect it. Like, I kind of love that LeBron is being this way. Well, I love the whole Magic Johnson and Kareem on – well, I, who Magic was on Get Up with Mike Greenberg. I don't know if you caught that, and he, he was just ragging on LeBron um, just for his, like – control or try to try of control for the team yeah um and how it's kind of torn the team apart and i was like golly and magic is so much more beloved in la than lebron oh, I mean, yeah. we have to understand that so uh him speaking and even kareem might be m- definitely more popular in la than than lebron is as well so i mean them speaking on that subject that's a lot of that's a lot of uh I guess I wouldn't say guilt for LeBron to deal with, but a yeah. lot of like harshness for him to take. So it's an interesting subject. I'd like to hear hear about it tomorrow on your lounge. Yeah, I'm excited to talk more NBA. We're going to talk some MVP stuff. I got to let you go because I got to get to Bart Winkler. I told him 4:30, and it's already 4:31. And I'm sorry, Mike. I love chatting <laughs> with you, but I got to let you go. We got to move on. Sorry, man. All right, man. Have a good one. Yeah, that is Mike in Windsor. No longer in downtown Madison, but in Windsor. Sorry, I'll remember that next time, Mike. I promise. Thank you for the text or uh, the call. Six zero eight. Seven nine six two five five eight. Let's take a break. We're going to come back, talk Bucks, Brewers, Packers. We're going to do it all with Bart Winkler and add a little kick of Neil Diamond as well. Wisco Sports Show back in five minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Subways, I rode at home. I rode anywhere that I was. I rode. The biggest problem that I had when I was younger was finding enough paper. Really, I wrote on just about anything, the back of receipts and paper bags, because there was just never enough paper. I guess there's a hangover from that now, uh, because I've achieved a, a relative affluence. I go out and buy dozens of yellow legal pads and just put them neatly in the corner and just look at them, and, you know, it's, <laughs> it's one of my great luxuries. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. It's Neil Diamond Week. I can't believe it's already Wednesday. This week goes much too quickly. We had Ebo on yesterday. We did a draft of our favorite Neil songs. It's some of my favorite radio we've done in months. So if you missed it, go find it on the podcast. Brewers made a trade. Victor Caratini is now the Brewers backup catcher, which I was was really excited right before the show. It broke at like 3.55. I'm amped. So we're going to talk about that 
at some point before 6 o'clock. I want to talk more about Bucks Bulls last night. One of the weirder games I've watched in a while. Right now, uh, not just a good friend, one of the best friends to the show. Bart Winkler on Twitter, at WinksThinks. Bart, you were a part of the the first ever Neil Diamond Week last year. This is our second annual, so it's only appropriate that you uh, join us this week. What's going on? Well, I love Neil, and I love just hearing, you know, just what you just heard from Neil. The guy was trying to write down song lyrics and had nowhere to write them, and so then he makes bank, and then all he does is buy a stack of legal pads and stares at them in his rec room. It's kind of a power move, isn't it? Okay, first of all, buy a car. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, second of all, that's just, that's Neil. That's why he's, that's why you're celebrating him. I know. It doesn't make sense, but it, it actually also makes perfect sense when you really break it down and, and think about yeah. it. And this is why I love having you on this week, because this is the exact kind of thing that you love getting fired up for. Ebo, who was on yesterday, is the same way. This is something that you would do on your show, which is why I'm glad you, you're here, because we're just appreciating Neil for the sake of appreciating Neil. Well, and that's, uh, you know, the most important part of it. I think there's some people that may ask you and say, Grant, why? What's the purpose? But the great response to that is, why not? Yeah, why not? Why Why do we do this every day? We just join together for two hours to talk about sports. There's really, like, if I stopped doing this, the world wouldn't change. What's the difference in talking about sports with a little flair of Neil Diamond? Why not? I love that. So I think it would change. I think it would change for the worst. <sighs> I think so, too. I don't know what I would do. I think I'd be a lot more annoying the rest of the day because I think I need these two hours more than I think anyone who's listening. I think I'd just same disclaimer I gave last year. If you're going to like hear this week and say, oh, I really got to get into Neil's catalog. Yeah. Listen to nothing after 1983. Oh, really? Dude. No, I was looking at uh, his Spotify page. today. He's got a couple of Christmas albums, which is funny. Oh, considering uh, he's uh, you make it feel like Christmas a good, is a good one. Yeah, there you go. Which is hilarious because he's Jewish. So Neil yeah. Diamond making a Christmas. He's a businessman too. He, he money talks, course. right? Yeah. Money, money talks. Nice. Money talks. Well, money well talks. done. So I'm going to ask you Wisconsin sports questions. We're going to start with the Packers. I got a Brewers one and a couple of bucks and you are going to answer. You have told me with Neil Diamond lyrics. Let's, uh, let's start with the Devontae Adams trade. I love this trade because I feel like there's so many angles from which to talk about it. You never see star players get moved like this. What was your reaction to the Devontae Adams trade when it happened? And maybe how has your opinion of the deal changed since then? It's been a couple of weeks. Well, where my reaction began, I couldn't begin to knowing. (laughs) But then I knew it was growing strong. For this trade to happen in the spring and spring their moves into summer, now who could believe who will come along? Right. And when you think about Devante, you think hands, Mm -hmm. those great catching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching universally well-regarded touchdowns. You know, he's a sweet old friend of mine. And good times never seem so good. And now I've been inclined to believe that they never would. Yeah. That's how I feel about Devante. That was, damn, that was even better than I expected. I feel like, on a serious note, Stay tuned. before we move on, yeah, I I feel like that was the best that could have happened for either side, right? Devontae Adams wants out. The Packers want to keep him. I feel like that could have got ugly, but he gets to go where he wants. The Packers get draft compensation. I feel like that actually worked out pretty darn well, given how poorly it could have gone, right? 
Oh, I am only prepared to answer in Neil's Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> if you want to commentate after what I say, okay. you may. Okay. But I will not do this. Okay. Okay. That's unless fair. it's regarding Neil. It's Neil Week. That's fair. I feel like the Packers are due to take a wide receiver early in the draft, but I've thought that the last three years. Mm. So be- for that reason, I also feel a little uneasy, like we're going to go through the first round, maybe two without them taking a wide receiver. Are you feeling uneasy about that as well? Well, I mean, think about the wide receivers. We have no number two. (laughs) Alan Lazard is not one. (laughs) Randall Cobb, two. Already failed of being at a one. (laughs) Packers fans are subject to the blues now and then. But when you take away Devontae, you're going to be wrong unless you find one again. Draft one, then draft one again. Now, what I would say is DK Metcalf will do, but I don't think he's available. (laughs) Tyler Lockett, too, might not be on the table. (laughs) Funny thing, but you could win without a top receiver. But does Aaron Rodgers give you confidence to make you a believer? Song, song, blue. Song, I, yeah, I was going to say song, song, blue. Well done. I I don't know. I know this is going to go. They're going to take a corner. That's what not a lot of people and, know off the top of their head. I know. And it, it took me. I was like, I recognize the tune. It took me a second to get there. I don't think I got uh, I am. I said you will not hear that one. That's okay. We talked about that song yesterday. Uh, with I Evo. love it. Who? Who went first in the draft? Uh, I went one with Sweet Caroline and Ebo. What did he pick first? Hold on. I got to pull it up. We actually, like, we had very different songs in mind. Ebo's first pick was Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. Ebo went the more sensual side. I went the more rocking side. No. You don't think so? Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon? Yeah. It's one of his favorite karaoke songs, he said. Yeah, but, I mean, that's like like taking red, red wine. I mean... You, you, you be 40, you think of Red Red Wine, but Neil wrote it. Girl, you'll be a woman soon. There's other people that have done that. You got to take a Neil song. Oh, really? I didn't know there were other artists that did Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. Oh, he, he mentioned, uh, for, I think it was from Pulp Fiction, a band that covered it, that made it famous. Now I remember he did bring that up, actually. Yeah, but hey, whatever. Yeah, whatever. We're talking with Bart Winkler. Find him on Twitter, at Winks Thinks. I did a Photoshop that I find is funny. Maybe it's creepy. Uh, I Photoshopped Bart's face onto a Neil Diamond album that I wasted more time than I probably should have. Uh, with that this afternoon. Let's talk about the Brewers. You were at American Family Field today. I was. Um, yeah. Brewers were better than the Braves last year. I believed that since the very second that series ended. I know the Braves beat them, but the Brewers were better than that Braves team, except the Braves had Freddie Freeman and Rosario got hot. Freeman was a difference maker. Can the Brewers make a World Series this year with the solid lineup that they have without an actual superstar? Because they don't have a superstar right now. Well, as you know, in baseball, Grant... Money talks, <laughs> but it don't beat the shift and it don't draw walks. Nice. <laughs> and as long as I get back an MVP who hits at least 270, I'm forever a Brew Crew fan. Well done. Titles are sweet, but ain't ain't nothing next to that usingers meet. <laughs> and if you'd pardon me, I'd like to say... We do okay forever in mediocrity. (laughs) 
was pretty That's good. It. That was pretty. That was pretty good. It sounded like you maybe had another line. Maybe this year. Maybe this year at the deadline, Mark A will be spry and trade for more than a reliever who can't top eighty-five. <laughs> Money talks. But it don't beat the shift and it don't draw walks. And as long as I get back an MVP, looking at 270, I'm forever a Brute Crew fan. You have a, you have a, what's his name on your show? Why can't I think of his name? Eddie J. Lemberger. You going to pass any of this along to him? I feel like he could do a Neil tribute album. That son of a beast probably listening right now, ready to steal anyway. That's true. He probably is, is one good Packer Poker song, although Bucks lost the song that he put out last year. I, I found that to be pretty good, matched up with mm-hmm. the championship run, too. By the way, excellent. You didn't have to make it rhyme, but the fact that you went the extra mile to make it rhyme, uh, I love how seriously you're taking this. Let's finish with the Bucks. Let's wrap up with the Bucks. I love the Bucks' chances. This is the best I've felt about them since opening night when they got their rings. That was six months ago. Why is it that talking heads, Stephen A last night was making me mad. These NBA shows want to like find ways to criticize Giannis. Like I've said on this show before, they talk more about Kevin Durant shots that he's missed rather than game winners. Bro, are you skipping one? Made. Did I? I, I? I put a lot of work on this. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me re, let me rewind. I think I combined two questions for you. Yeah. Bart, I love Are the we Bucks. out of time? I love it. No, no, not at all. I love would the Would Neil Bucks. Diamond be out of time in a concert? Would he combine two songs into one? No, he would no. not. No, he would not. Uh, let me back up. Hold on. I'm sorry I, I cut you off there. I love the Bucks' chances. This is the best I've felt about them since opening night. What about you? Well, Grant. Here you go. And remember, my brother uh, works for Golden State. He works for the Warriors. That's right. Yeah. If I close my eyes, I can almost hear my mother calling Bart, don't root for your brother. The team in Milwaukee's better than any other. Hurry on. And I see our boys. People parting in the Pfizer staircase. Looking for some other fans to embrace. The Deer District becoming the place where we cheered on. Oh, we cheered on. Two years after Toronto, we won the title that night. Life filled to the brim as I stood in the district and looked out on those Brooke Lopez roads. Nice. You love Brooklyn roads. That's the song I remember. You love Brooklyn roads. I remember that. I remember that. It's a very personal song to him. I was watching. I watched a couple Neil interviews today, and I cut some some sound bites. It's a very personal song. That song was one of his hardest to write because it was so personal to him. He said. Yeah, well, now we parody it 40 years later. And we, we ruin it. Although personal to you, too, because you mentioned your brother. So you and Neil both making that song very personal. And I'm sorry I, I cut you off there. No, um, no. I do have one more Bucks question for you. Okay. Uh, I, I know. this is You're doing all this off the cuff. I know. Why is it <laughs> that NBA shows still obsess more over Kevin Durant? And Kevin Durant's failures, right? Like, oh, if only Kevin Durant would have made this shot. They obsess more over that than the shots Giannis actually makes. Why is that? Why are people so hesitant to just agree that Giannis is really good? Long. We've been waiting so long. We had a home, but we didn't have a star. 
do 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 freak then we drafted a freak we'd get so close and finally got a dream but he doesn't get respect because he's not from america <laughs> let's fun over kd instead because he is from america lebron is from america katie is from america chris paul is from america <laughs> there's still a bias towards america today today do 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 Today, today. Were you in theater in high school? Did you ever do a musical or anything like that? I did a ninth grade play. What'd you do? I was the lead. It was like a ripoff of, I don't remember, but I, I did sing it. It was pretty bad. The jazz singer? It was not the jazz singer. You guys didn't adapt that for the stage? No, what was great though, and what I'll tell uh, aspiring you know students is I was th- this girl I was best friends with paid no romantic interest in me and then she saw me on the stage and she like we dated really mm-hmm. i i feel like all of the stories of your previous relationships that i've heard you you were always in the friend zone that's the sense that i get was that the strategy that you were yeah, trying the problem is the first the first relationship that i really ever had i actually was in the friend zone and got out oh so then the rest of my life i the- thought Oh, it's you can get out of the bad habit. Zone. Yeah, yeah, bad habit. I and see then I kind of like my tires kind of rotated in the mud. Yeah, yeah. That's not your fault. I, I can't blame you for that. Last question for you, Bart, and I'm fascinated to get your answer. You're how old is your son? By the way, you have a young son. He's two and a half. He's two and a half. And I've heard that you say that he. I think he likes sports. He gets excited around the TV. He's he's getting there. I L- think. Let's say your son is ten years old, and you take him on a fishing trip. Right, you guys are in a boat. You got a little speaker, and you're listening to music. And you you got to play him one Neil Diamond song to make him a lifelong fan. What are you What are you throwing on? Well, I think I lied to you. I think I said I didn't do I am I said, which is the one I really like. Oh yeah. And that's kind of what I would talk. I would talk to him like I would let Neil come through me as I, you know, grew up in Fond du Lac, used to live in Lacrosse, now live in Milwaukee. I would say to him. L.A. X is fine. The beer flows most of the time, and the feeling is laid back. It is that it is. Bluff grass grows and drink prices low, and you know I keep thinking about making my way back. Well, I'm Fond du Lac, born and raised, but nowadays I'm lost between two shores: Mississippi River and Lake Winnebago. Nice. Lacrosse was fine, but it ain't home. Fond du Lac's home, but it ain't mine no more. I am, I said, to no one there. I love Milwaukee, but the city stole my parade chair. <laughs> that they did. <laughs> do, 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 do. I am a cry. Do, 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 do. I am, said I. Do, 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 do. And I am lost and I can't even say why. Wow. Leaving me lonely still. That was incredible. And that actually does kind of apply to you. What was the lyric again? Lacrosse is fine, but it ain't home. 
Fondy's home, but it's not yours no more. That's actually kind of true. The cross was fine, but it ain't home. Fond du Lac's home, but it ain't mine no more. We'd still welcome you back with open arms, Bart, anytime you want to come to lacrosse. I, unfortunately, now do have to take a break. I hate to wrap this up so quickly, but I, again, I commend you. This was excellent. You understand this assignment. This makes sense. And what's funny is, I'm sure you'd love to use this content on your show, but this would take so much explaining to your listeners. I don't know if you can. I might replay it. I don't know. (laughs) Find a way. Make it happen. Replay this somehow tomorrow. Make Let me laugh. sing you out to break. Okay, go ahead. I am, I said, do, 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 to no one there, do, 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 do. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. I need a cigarette. I don't know how I'm supposed to finish a show after that. Bart Winkler brought the noise today. A couple of texts here. 608-796-2558. Kelly and Barneveld. That was a hilarious segment. Well, thank you, Kelly. Bart killed it. Pig and Holman. First time, long time. And that was the best bit ever. I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard. Thank you. I had a crappy day. Oh, that makes my day. Thank you, Pig. Derek says, I didn't really think the whole Neil bit would work for an entire week. But Bart really came with his A game. Nice job. That was pretty cool. Well, it's only Wednesday. We got a lot of work yet to do to make this bit work for an entire week. We've had a great April and May. We're killing it. Pitching's going great. Offense is going great. We still got to get through June, July, and August. Got a lot of season left, but the first portion, at least, of Neil Diamond Week has been a blast and a half. Thank you guys for the texts. 608-796-2558. My name is Grant Bills. This is the Wisco Sports Show. It's Neil Diamond Week, and if you, I hope this isn't the case, but if you're listening to the show for the first time ever today, uh, you might be a little bit confused. That's okay. Uh, once a year, we just do a whole week where we just mix Neil Diamond into the show. Uh, and you might ask, Grant, why are you doing that? But I think Bart put it very well. Why not do that? What reason do we have to not do that? Uh, it's a lot of fun. We're going to talk more about the Bucks. We're going to get to the Brewers. Bart was at American Family Field today, and he was nice enough to not only sing us some Neil Diamond lyrics, uh, but he also sent us some audio of what happened at the ballpark today. So we have that. We can check in with Craig Council and others who are kind of getting their dress rehearsal in today at American Family Field with opening day tomorrow. We also have some audio of James Jones, who joined the Bill Michaels show yesterday. And Bill did a great job asking him about the Packers wide receiving core. And James Jones, as a former wide receiver, I thought had some really good insight into what the Packers might do into the draft and how it might play out in the season. So if the show steers towards the Brewers, we're locked and loaded. We're ready to go. If the show steers towards the Packers, that's great. We're locked and loaded. We're ready to go. And obviously, we have plenty of Neil as well. So I think we're set up really, really well for the last hour of the show. You can text and call, like I said, 608-796-2558. You can find me on Twitter. Follow me. Tweet me during the show. Interact with me at Wisco Grant. If Twitter's your thing, that's where you can find me. Uh, The Brewers have added Victor Caratini. 
from the Padres, I love this move on so many levels. Uh, first of all, with the suspension, they need a backup catcher now. Uh, and I can't remember the, the name of the guy who was suspended. He's a new brewer, and we hadn't even seen him play yet. And I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but you know who I'm talking about. The guy they brought in to back up Omar Narvaez to replace Manny Pena. Well, he's suspended for 80 games. So the Brewers today made a move for Victor Caratini, which is great. He can be their backup catcher now, and he can spell Omar Narvaez so they don't have to overwork him like they maybe did a little bit last year because Manny Pena faced some injuries, and especially early on, they really had to ride Omar Narvaez, which is fine. He was an all-star. He had a great season, but that's a lot of work for a catcher. That's a lot of wear and tear. So hopefully with Caratini, they don't need to play Narvaez as much, but also Caratini's under contract into next year. Narvaez isn't, right? Nobody, the, the Brewers don't have a catcher pass this year. So now they can start looking into the future a little bit more. And he's a nice insurance policy. If he works out well and he wants to stick around, I'm sure the Brewers would love to keep him into next year as well. We'll get back into the Brewers in a little bit. If you'd like, like I said, we can do a little Packers as well. Really briefly, I have two things I want to say about Bucks Bulls last night. The Bucks locked down the Central Division for the third season in a row. If you don't follow the NBA closely, you might not have even known there are divisions. And there might as well not be because they don't mean anything, really. But they are kind of fun. It's like, ah, oh, Bucks division champs, hang a banner, even though divisions don't matter the way that they do in baseball or football. They beat the Bulls last night, 127-106. Here's what left me feeling weird. This game left me feeling weird last night. Bulls were a great team for the first half, the first two-thirds of the season. They had a lock on that number one seed, all of their off-season additions fit perfectly together. Levine fit with DeMar DeRozan, who was added in free agency, fit with Vooch, right? Caruso and Lonzo made up an awesome backcourt. They provided the defense and passing, and they were just great playmakers, great teammates, and good shooters as well. Then they got injured, and DeMar DeRozan had to carry a little bit too much, and he started to wear down, and they've been losing games recently, and they haven't been a great team. However, this team is still a playoff team with playoff aspirations, DeMar DeRozan, great scorer. Vooch, good offensive player, although he had one of the worst games I've ever seen him play last night. Zach Levine, that's a solid core. This team shouldn't be as bad as they've been. The Bulls needed this game last night. They've lost 10 of 13. They've fallen to the sixth seed, and they have yet to beat any of the top teams in the East, whether it be the Bucks, the Sixers, or the Heat. They're 2-20 and 20 versus the top eight seeds in the NBA. They needed this game last night. It's at home. And they need to win a game against one of these good Eastern Conference contenders before going into the playoffs. This was a game the Bulls should have been going all out to win. And yet, this game was over in three minutes. It was done. The Bucks have zero respect for the Bulls. They walked in like they own the place. They've won 16 out of the last 17 games against Chicago. They flipped Benny the Bull out of his chair during pregame huddles. Disrespectful as you can be. The game felt dead. This felt over in three minutes. And yeah, the Bucks are really good. And the Bulls are banged up. And they're certainly tired. DeRozan's tired, but he scored 40 last night. It's weird to me that the Bulls just basically let go of the rope and gave this game away. And the Bucks walked in and they didn't even have to try hard. They weren't even trying to rebound. Giannis didn't even attempt a shot in the first quarter. He only took three shots in the entire first half. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing anything here. I'm not saying the Bulls are garbage. I'm not saying the Bucks are, are amazing and they're going to win the finals based on last night. It's just an observation. It was a really weird game, weird dynamic 
And I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like it. Like, yeah, the Packers go into Soldier Field and they beat up on the Bears. But outside of a year or two in the last decade, the Bears haven't had postseason aspirations. They haven't been a contender. The Bulls have postseason aspirations. They're hoping they can get into the playoffs and make some noise. And yet the Bucks walked in like last night was a joke. And the Bulls let them. Very weird. Very bizarre. The X's and O's takeaway last night should be Brooke Lopez. He had 28 points. It was clear to me in the first quarter that this was going to be a Brooke Lopez game because the Bulls really don't have an answer for him. Vucevic is undersized against any center. He's undersized against some power forwards. He's undersized against Giannis, Kevin Durant. Vuce just isn't a very good defender. So the Bulls don't have a great defense. They certainly don't have a big defense that can defend bigs. Giannis took zero shots in the first quarter, like I said, so Brooke Lopez was the answer. He was getting buckets. He was having his way all night. And we forget that Brooke Lopez is a really good offensive player with a deep bag of post moves and mid-range jumpers, and he's added a three-point shot in recent years. Brooke Lopez is wired as a scorer. He has been a scorer his entire career. I was looking at his basketball reference page today, and something that I think we forget about, he's always been a scorer, a polished scorer who can get you buckets. He's averaged double digits every year of his career. Do you know how hard it is to come in as a rookie and average double digits? I get the league has changed a little bit since Brooke Lopez was a rookie, but still, Brooke Lopez is wired as a scorer. He is a guy who can get you buckets, can get you offense. And last night, it was a good reminder. Oh, yeah, if the Bucs get in a playoff series against a small team and Giannis is in foul trouble and Chris Middleton can't find a shot, okay, break glass in case of emergency, you have Brooke Lopez. He's a really useful offensive player that they don't really lean on very often because they don't have to. But every once in a while, really useful player. And Coach Bud and the Bucks would be wise. It would be who of them to remember that uh, and to have that option in the playoffs if a situation presents itself where Brooke Lopez is is a great tool, a great uh, a great fit, a great matchup, whatever it may be. They got to remember that. And last night was a good reminder. Dan is in Broadhead six zero eight seven nine six two five five eight. What's up, Dan? Welcome. Yeah. Hey, hey! You finally you recognize me now. You got me locked into the sheet. Yeah, I did. I I, I, remember I like you guys. that. I remember you guys. I do my best. <laughs> What's going on, Dan? Well, of course, you you know I'm calling because well, I'm not only a Bears fan, but I'm a Bulls fan as well. And uh, I, I I gotta agree with you. Last night looked like they threw in the towel before it even started. I mean, Levine not playing it hurts the Bulls, especially because then you know all they have to do is let's stop Demar and yeah. we stop the team because Kobe White can't shoot from anywhere anymore. I'm, I'm not sure what happened to him, but I do want to mention that uh, they they started their downfall right after our your buddy Grayson Allen and his uh, little deal. Yeah, that he had uh, injuring our guy, and then Lonzo happened to go down at the same time. So it kind of uh, started the downward spiral for the Bulls. So I do uh, kind of grin a little bit every time I see Grayson catch an elbow from anybody on the team. I think most people uh, do. But... By the way, don't feel bad about that. <laughs> I think 90% of basketball fans enjoy watching Grayson Allen take an elbow. Now, he's my guy because he's on my team. <laughs> but even even with what he did to my Badgers a couple of years ago in the national championship game, but I, I don't think you're alone, Dan, in enjoying watching Grayson Allen take an elbow to the chin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and my final comment would be that it, if, the, you know, the Bulls need to find an answer for a big man, and I know you've been, you know, singing that song for a while, that the, the league's turning back into big men. So, yeah. Booch is, uh, he was a nice addition when I first saw him come to the team, but... 
when I see him play against any big, it just seems like a, a father playing against his son in the driveway. He's slow. He's slow. He's not. He's not a defender. And last night, I mean, well, first of all, if my Bucks lost a game the way that your Bulls lost last night, I would say, oh, what do you want? Like Vooch shot three of nineteen. It wasn't his night. Sometimes that happens. So I'm not. Like, I, I see why the Bulls lost last night, but the energy was weird, Dan. It was There was no pop to this game, and this game had every reason to have pop. So, like, I, there are reasons why the Bulls are losing. I just, I didn't expect the game last night to feel the way that it did. It was very bizarre. Yeah, it, it, it felt like they, I, I don't know, they, it kind of like felt like they knew they were going to be locked into a playoff and not a play-in. Okay. So, and they knew that Boston was coming to Chicago tonight. So maybe they thought, you know what, let's take our shot at, you know, Boston instead of Bucks because the Bucks own us. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just frustrating to see them come into the league and they look like, uh, you know, the, the Globetrotters the first few weeks just throwing up alley oops and then, you know, you thought everything worked perfectly and then they just crumble. <laughs> but that's Chicago sports. Yeah. I mean, only one team gets to win it every year and it sucks for your Bulls. And I was talking about this with Mike uh, in Windsor for the in the first half of the show. It also stinks that the Bulls were so hot right away. Like it's tough when your team gets red hot right at the beginning. It's tough to hold on to that all year. You know, we see in baseball, a team gets hot in April and May and they're never able to recapture that. I also think that was an issue the Bulls had this season. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah, definitely. That's tough. All right, thanks. But always man. enjoy the show, Grant. And <laughs> we'll talk to you again, bud. Yeah, have a good night. That's Dan in, in Broadhead. It's been a while since we've heard from Dan. I got a smile when I saw his name pop up. Dan in Broadhead, a Bulls fan. I did not know that about Dan. Yeah, I. You said that the league is um, going back to big men. I. So, I don't know that the key to winning is to have a good center, right? Although the top three MVP candidates now are Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid. Embiid and Jokic are true centers, even if Jokic is a really good distributor. And Giannis, I would say, is is very similar to Shaq. He's a more modern version of Shaq. He's a modern center, right? I just think that the league for really about 10 years now has been getting smaller and smaller. Everybody says, we want to be able to play fast, spread it out, shoot threes. And now there are a couple of teams in the league who have great centers that can take advantage of that because most teams have been wired to spread it out and play small. And if you have a Giannis or an Embiid or a Jokic on your team, teams really haven't been built the last decade to stop a Giannis or a Jokic or an Embiid. And that's an edge that some of these teams are finding. You don't necessarily need a big to win, but it's this this nice little edge that you can find because the league has been tilting one way for so long. And, and sports are cyclical, right? Everything... You know, it's a pendulum, and it's the same in football. One year, it's all about passing, and then Kyle Shanahan, we want this rushing attack, and it, and it goes back and forth, right? We're, we're blitzing all the time, or we're sitting back in too high, right? It's, it's on coaches to, to sometimes take advantage of trends, and I think if you have a center and Giannis, or, or even Brooke Lopez, as we've talked about, you can take advantage of the way the league has been trending the last couple of years. Let's talk to Ray, 608-796-2558. What's up, Ray? Welcome. Hey, uh, I did like they didn't focus at the end of the game as much on Giannis because they were showing replays of uh, Grayson Allen just getting destroyed by the Bulls. Uh, (laughs) I think he might have covered that already, but boy, uh, he has a way of, you know how they do that flop face where they just open their mouth all the way and start flailing their arms. He's got that down, but it's because he's actually getting drilled. But the way that, like, he the the last couple times it's happened from the Bulls on him – like, he goes right into the yoga child's pose where he's just like, I don't know how his knee's been that way when he just was, like, airborne trying to lay it up. But um, comment being, I hope they 
see the Bulls in the playoffs, and I'm going to just be keeping an eye on that. I know, as your last caller was sort of saying, you know, the Bulls might not have taken that game all that seriously. They weren't going to try to come back from a 16-point deficit insofar as they were willing to, you know, hack a Grayson at that time, not because he's going to miss his free throws because they think he deserves it. So, yeah. anyways, cool storyline for the playoffs. Everyone thinks he's dirty, but, um, you know, the Bucks guys – seem to rally around him and just laugh about it afterwards. So it's it's, like him, it's funny this this storyline with the with the Bulls because remember I think it was in 2015 when Giannis tackled Mike Dunleavy in a playoff game against the Bulls. Like this kind of thing has happened between these two teams before. I find it really funny. Right. Well, and it's just there's so many Bulls fans, especially in lacrosse, you see Bulls fans everywhere, and it's sort of like the Caps are coming out now. So I, I do, you know, I didn't grow up in a time where I really have a lot of hatred for them. Even when the Bulls are on their streak, I feel like the Bucks aren't really that good. Other than the Ray Allen years, and they got beat by the 76ers in the most relevant one anyways. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I cheer for them somewhat just because they're everywhere, the Bulls fans. But, um, you know, hopefully they uh, make it entertaining when they lose. Yeah, thanks, Ray. Have a good night. 608-796-2558. I appreciate the call. The Grayson Allen thing is funny. It It is. I think I tweeted last night. What did I say? Probably not the most appropriate tweet. I tweeted, 2015, I'd like to run over Grayson Allen with my car. 2022, I'd run over an entire family with my car for Grayson Allen. It's amazing how sports work. Someone who I hate joins my team. Oh, he's my favorite. Don't you dare talk bad about Grayson Allen. <laughs> sports are amazing. They're so dumb. And sports turn grown adults into children. And I just think it's so funny, which is part of the reason why I absolutely love doing this job. Let's take a break. Want to come back, transition into the Brewers. Bart Winkler was nice enough to send us some audio of Craig Council and company at the ballpark today where he was. They kind of had their dress rehearsal last gathering before opening day tomorrow in Chicago. So let's get into the Brewers next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Do everything, everything so that those people have a good time and they want to come back again. I would take no chances with losing my audience to some young whippersnapper. <laughs> My name is Grant Bills. It's Neil Diamond Week. We're going to get into the Brewers. We're going to listen to more Neil. We're going to talk to Jeff in lacrosse, 608-796-2558. Jeff, anytime Chicago sports come up, I can always trust you to answer the bell. Are you a Neil fan? Before we go any deeper, Jeff, are you a Neil Diamond guy? Yes, absolutely. And I've yes. got two of them that I really like. One got dissed in one of your last segments, but Red Red Wine is great. Oh, great track. Great track. I agree with you. And he, how about he ain't heavy, he's my brother. I love that, the way he does that. Ooh, yes, 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 Jeff. Yes. That's unsung Neil Diamond, if you will. Oh, the deep cuts. Now, I need to be better as the week goes on, mixing in a deep cut here and there. Thank you. This is is motivating me, Jeff. I needed this. Now, now I have to diss one of them that I... I won't say where I worked back in college, but the theme all summer was forever in blue jeans. And if I hear that, that one, 
all, for three months, that's all I money talks. I mean, I could give you every word to that, and it, I'd like to just blow that one up. <laughs> that's fair. That's, Overplayed. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I, I yeah. Reverend Blue Jeans, not my favorite song. I respect it. I'll throw it on here and there, but it's it's definitely not at the top of my rotation. Yeah, I love when they cover they cover somebody else's song. I just love that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I love a good cover, Jeff. So, Jeff, I I, no. I apologize for not knowing, by the way. I know you're a big Bears fan. Are you a Bulls fan, too? No, I like the Bucks, but not. I'm not a big NBA fan anymore, but okay. I like the Bucks. Okay. You a Cubs fan? My big passion is Bears, and I follow other sports. I, I'll leave it that way. Okay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. And, to, and tomorrow raises a tough question because I like the Brewers and Cubs both. And I used to follow both of them back in the days when the Brewers were American League. Yeah. Um, with a gun to my head, I think this oh. could be the Brewers' year if they get any hitting at all. Any. Yeah. Well, I like this addition of an extra catcher, Andrew McCutcheon to the DH. I Honestly, Jeff, gun to my head, if i got to be honest with you, I love that the DH is a thing. That's one extra good hitter we get to watch every day. I think over the course of the season... That's just going to make it more exciting. Like, watching a pitcher hit once or twice here and there, like, yeah, but we got to do it a couple of times every game. Think of how many more fun at-bats right. we're going to get to enjoy as National League fans now. I love that. Right. Any hitting with the Brewers at all, and they'll go very far. In fact, my other station I listen to early in the morning, which is 670 to score, mm-hmm. picks them against the Blue Jays for the World Series. The Brewers? Yeah, Brewers and really? Blue Jays, but Blue Jays winning it. God, that would and be I don't know enough be, about the Blue Jays. That'd be a great World Series. That'd be a lot like Bucks Suns, right? Two really good teams uh, that have that have done a really good job putting it putting a team together and a roster together, but not big names that everyone around the country knows. Right, and and I don't follow American League because my teams are now in the National League, so I don't follow it. I I hear about the White Sox and all they ever say on. On the score is if it's not this year, it's never going to be. Sure. I don't know. I I think there's so much pressure on the White Sox. Whatever the Cubs do will be gravy. And I think the Cubs are a year away at least. All right. All right. I think the Cubs got better. Like, I like Stroman. I'm I'm a big Kyle Hendricks fan. I I really like Kyle Hendricks. I I know he plays for the Cubs, but I've always been a fan of his. Yeah. And and it's hard to, when you like both teams, it's hard to hate on one. I've been to several Cubs Brewers games, including one very memorable one when I went on lacrosse day back in '04, and I actually had the thrill of being a bus captain, which is basically a babysitter for 50 people. <laughs> yeah. But that was a we we I think they set the record with like 53 or 54 buses going to lacrosse day. It was just a blast. Yeah. No, that's fun, and I know a lot of people. Weird, like, have this weird mixed history with the Brewers and the Cubs. I mean, and I'm too young to know this, but I know a lot of people, maybe they were Brewers fans, but they always watched the Cubs because the Cubs were on TV. So if you wanted to watch baseball, you had to watch the Cubs, right? Yes, WGN in the afternoon. Um, Google, if you can, you've heard of Harry Carey, but Google Jack Brickhouse, and I believe it's Lou Boudreau, and, and just listen to some of their calls. That, and, of course... We we grew up with Bob Euchre and Bob. Nobody will touch Bob Euchre ever. Yeah. Bob Euchre is in a class by himself. Yeah, I agree. Well, I got to say, Jeff, as a caller, you are also in a class by yourself. I appreciate the call. It's nice to connect and chat with you. 
Well, sorry, it's been so long. I've just been so darn busy, and oh, I'm starting to get the itch for baseball a little bit now, finally. I love that, and I know we're going to have some baseball conversations throughout the season. I can't wait. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good night, man. Thank you. Yeah, Jeff and lacrosse. Appreciate the call. Bring in, the, bring in the excitement for Neil Diamond today. And some deep cuts. What did he say? He really likes red, red wine. Red, red wine. Oh, I got them all ready to go. I got them all queued up. <laughs> I am with Jeff. Forever in blue jeans is fine. I like the guitar intro. I really want to be able to play it, but it's, it's hard. I'm not a good finger picker. I got to get better at that. I'm a big Kyle Hendricks fan, even though he's a cub. Uh, Bart Winkler was nice enough to send us some audio of Craig Council. He talked today about facing Kyle Hendricks in tomorrow's opener. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. So it, it, well, we just had an advanced meeting, and, and um, like from, from the coach's perspective, I mean, there's, there's not much to go over with Kyle Hendricks. Um, and it, Lard, this is what happens with major league veterans. You know, they're good at what they good. You know, there's, they're great at what they're good at. And... Um, you, you got it's it's the mistakes it's when he's not quite there that you have to take advantage of um and that's that's just cat and mouse between a between a hitter and a uh, and a pitcher there's there's um there's wrinkles you know that that starters throw in there i think that you that you kind of notice in game um but he's, he's kyle Hendricks, and we know what to expect uh, he, he know, he's very familiar with a lot of our hitters. The professor. I love Kyle Hendricks. I hate that he's a cub, but he's so mild-mannered. He's not, he doesn't come across like someone who I, I need to hate. He's easy to like. I like Kyle Hendricks. Place for your cubs, Dave and Monona. Our teams play tomorrow. Do we have to Do we have to get angry and, and yell at each other as Brewers and Cubs fans today? Number one, Jeff, you could not be a fan of both teams. <sighs> I, you, you, that, that's, that's just, that, you're, you're, you're in my generation, Jeff. You can't be a fan of both teams. You can't like Kyle Hendricks. Otherwise, you are not a true Brewer fan. I knew you were going to be mad at me for saying that. I'm complimenting one no, of your players, no, I, and I, I knew mean, you were going to be mad about it. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, you understand. You understand your generation. You, you guys you don't. You know, you guys don't understand that type of thing unless we have to explain that to you. But, but tomorrow the winds are supposed to be blowing 20, 25 to forty-five mile an hour at Wrigley Field. If that wind's blowing out, Hendricks will be out of the game in the second inning because he's a fly ball, a fly ball pitcher. It, it could be fifteen nothing by the third inning. If, if, if that was blown in, it should be a good game. But no, it'll just be the beginning of another year for the Brewer manager to get all the way to the end and just choke it away. So, and I'll have some fun come October because once again, <laughs> it's like it's like Matt Lafleur. They, they manage well during the year, but then the playoffs come around. So I, I'll, it'll it'll be sweet. But I, I do got to run something by you know. Yeah. You know who I'm most you know who I'm most irritated with the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh. They that front that front office disgust. They are the biggest dirtbag cheaters and scumbags of all organizations. Whoa. Whoa! Because you know what they're doing by this load management crapola oh, is God. taking away games in the playoffs for my customers because we have season playoff tickets. Mm-hmm. They're taking away games from my customers. They're taking away business from all the local business because the load management crapola. You know they couldn't play last Friday night. Give me a break. All of a sudden, they were healthy on. They were healthy on Sunday. I, I, um, it's just it irritates because today we're trying to map out, you know, who's going to what game. I told my boss, I go, yeah, we don't know because they're going to they're going to win tomorrow night, and then they're going to piss it away on piss away another game on Friday and the Friday and Sunday. But as far as the, all you Brewer fans, just say, just get excited. You guys will win your 90, 95 games and come October. You, 
you know, just be heartbroken like all of us Packer fans on, you know, <laughs> NFC Championship game. Why is that Council's fault? Why is that his fault that they couldn't score? Because What's he supposed what to do? Done, Run out there, swing them back? It is his fault because he has control of the order when he pulls pitchers out. But now, about, and now it may be easier this year because now he doesn't get to do double switches. Yeah. And now it's just on the DH. So, he, I mean, he might, you know, he might do better. We'll find out. Um, come, you know, come, I, I doubt it because when you have a history of not knowing what you're doing, it, it, and most Brewer, Brewer fans don't. But uh, <laughs> I know we, we got customers going down this weekend. Um, we got customers going in August. I'll actually be at the game in August. Yeah. You're, in, um, you're going in August? Yeah. Well, I, 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 our company, I, I can get, I can get season club level level mm. at the, at the season, season ticker price. You know, man, I thought we should get some of you guys to come on down. You can sit sit down at club level where I'm at. Yeah, will you, will you take me to a game? Yeah, you know, so let me tell you, if you are willing to go on Sunday, August 28th, with my nephew and I, I, I will I will take you to the game free of charge. All right. I, well, let me put it in my calendar. I have time to plan ahead. That should be doable. Uh, August Sunday, 28th, Sunday. Yep, that's you, the last Sunday you, in August. I got it. Yep, you, you somebody else, I can, I can get them in pairs. I mean, we can, we can tailgate. I can get you. I can get you. I can get you in the club level close to where I'm coming to handicap session. Nice. I can get you. Uh, I can get you one section over from where you. Know, I mean, ours are in three thirty five, right behind home plate. Nice. I can get. I can get you the two tickets in three thirty four. I think it's roll. I think it's roll three. Ooh, I want to go to a game with you, roll, Dave. These sound like great I think seats. It's roll three or roll. Yeah, I think it's roll. Like I said, you for me, you're probably. You know, there's seven rows in that club level, so you're probably about. You know, you look, look down in front of me as would be the, you know, the club will be 35. Yeah. And, you know, we'll get you a parking pass. You you know, you, you bring somebody down and then it'll, it'll be nothing but harassing the hell out of you. Oh, well, that's pe- fine. Throwing peanuts at you. And... Well, you, 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 uh, you confirm it, confirm it first before I, and, and you know something? And we'll, we'll bring, it'd be nice to bring you, you or Nelson down. <laughs> That'd be funny. Well, they would take some of the weight off me if you can make fun of them. Can we listen to Neil Diamond on the drive to Milwaukee? Yeah, you watch him? No, yeah, no. I, I like. I think like, um, uh, it was the jazz, the jazz singer. Yeah, I went to that. I went to that movie when I was in the cross. The jazz singer, great film. Uh, not Love in the Rocks, but um, only in America. America, yeah. Love on the Rocks too. Although you you strike yep. me, you're a, you're a patriot. You would probably love the song America, as I do too. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Also. You figure it out next, you know, two, three, four days. You can, you know, a bad day, a bad day works for you, and you, you can lock it in. I can, uh, I can get those. I can get, I can get a pair. Of, well, actually, I already have the pair. <laughs> nice. and I just get another pair somewhere else from my, from my. Put it this way: I'm going to bump my nephew's girlfriend and nice. dad just for you to come down so you can sit up and up and. I think it's, I think it's roll three or four, my friend. Yeah, we have good that's seats. Fun. That's, that's fun. And you can you, you get weight service down there. You can go Ooh. up the air condition, and uh, you know we can tailgate before if you want to. All right, a Brewers game with Dave from Monona. I can do that. Hey, enjoy Brewers Cubs tomorrow, and I'm sure we can talk smack about this rivalry over the next couple of days. I look forward to it, Dave. Yep. All right, but we'll talk to you later, buddy. Yeah, have a good night. That's Dave in Monona, and I guess we have a date for August 28th. We're going to a Brewer game. That'll have to be documented with a video. That's we're gonna have to make some content out of that day. Let's take a break. We'll talk more Brewers. And Dave's Cubs, which I'm not allowed to say one nice thing about. I'm sorry. I try to bring fan bases together, and I know Dave wasn't going to have that. We'll talk more about the Brewers coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
time I said Brooklyn Roads, which are very blatantly autobiographical and very personal, those those two songs were easily the most difficult songs I've ever written because because I wanted to to say exactly what I what I what I meant and I had such a reservoir to, to draw from. They were very difficult songs to write and I had to dig deeply for them. And uh, the other music, I guess, in a sense, any any creative endeavor is a reflection of the, of the writer or the artist or the sculptor. Uh, it's all personal in a sense. Wisco Sports Show. Appreciate you hanging out. My name is Grant Bills. It's Neil Diamond Week. I don't know how we're going to take this a step farther tomorrow. Today and yesterday, two of my favorite shows we've ever done. We had Ebo on yesterday to talk a little, Neil. That conversation, I've listened to it twice since last night. I loved the energy that Ebo brought. He was, I, I love Ebo. He was awesome. Bart Winkler, one of my favorite people, joined us today. He answered Wisconsin sports questions with Neil Diamond lyrics. 10 out of 10. Man, I love the guests. I love the callers that we get on the show. Sometimes my favorite thing is to just have guests and callers. Like, I'm here, sure, but... You guys all do such an awesome job. I love talking to you all every day. Ebo and Bart, check out both of those segments of the podcast. Tonight's show will go up around, I don't know, 6.05, 6.10, somewhere in there. We're talking Brewers, and naturally, Jeff calls in and says, Yo, you know, I'm a Cubs fan from back in the day because they were on TV, but I also like the Brewers. And I said, yeah, that makes sense. And, of course, David Monona hated that because you can't be fans of two teams, you know, our generation or whatever. Rock and Rick agrees, says... When you've watched baseball as long as I have, you're somewhat a fan of the Cubs, at least. WGN carried them every day. Exactly. You watch what's on, right? Now, Major League Baseball this year is, I think, doing an amazing job packaging up their product and making it available for everyone to watch. They're going to have games on Apple TV once or twice a week. They're going to have games, I believe, on Amazon Prime, unless I have that mixed up maybe with the NFL. I know the NFL is going to have games on Amazon Prime, too, but I think there might be baseball as well. And it was announced today that Peacock's going to have Sunday morning baseball. So if you have Peacock at around, I think it'll be 11 our time, there's going to be a game every Sunday, a standalone game. That's awesome. And you combine that with Sunday night baseball on ESPN. I think this summer we're going to have many more opportunities to watch other teams and other players and other, like we'll get to experience a lot more. And I love baseball because it's regional and I experience baseball and I love baseball through my brewers. But with the NFL, the NBA, I like watching other teams too. I hope this summer, just because we're going to have many opportunities to watch other teams. I hope that becomes more of a thing in baseball, like it is in the NFL and like it is in the NBA, at least for some people. I, I understand. Maybe you only watch the Packers. Maybe you only watch the Bucks. Maybe you only watch the Brewers. I like to try to watch other teams, too, and I think this summer we're going to have great opportunities to do so, assuming you subscribe to Apple TV or Peacock or whatever. Maybe we can rotate. We can we can have a little club where we share passwords. Just text them in, 608-796-2558. Craig Council speaking at American Family Field today. Obviously excited for opening day. Well, opening day is it's always something to look forward to. Um, no matter how many times you've done it, no matter where you're doing it, opening day is a, a fun day for for all of us. Um, so can't wait, can't wait for tomorrow because it's 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 always a fun day. Um, and then look, you're out, you're you're starting into a new journey, like you said, that you know you don't know where it's going to go, and that's that's the fun part about it too. It's it, there's it's, you're take you're getting on a ride, 
the baseball season is a long roller coaster ride. Um, and that, that's the fun of it, too. We go through ups, you go through downs, um, you go through it together, um, you, you, you form a, a new group. You know, even though we're, you're largely the same, we're all in a little bit different place in life. So it's a new, new dynamic with the group. And that's fun. That's fun to kind of uncover and, and uh, unpeel a little bit. Um, and you look forward to doing that. I know I said that I was giving up talking about Craig Council for Lent. It's very hard for me. There's a picture of Craig Council here in the studio. He's my favorite. He's one of my favorite athletes ever. I love watching how he manages this team, and I love his approach. It is fun. A manager should feel that way. Opening day is a brand new season with a brand new set of guys, and it's an opportunity to discover what they're good at, what they're bad at, right? Every year is so different, whereas in the NBA, eh, maybe not so much. In the NFL, maybe more players stay on a year-to-year basis. But as a baseball manager, you should get excited for the start of every season because you can get your hands dirty and start to discover how to manage a different team in a different season. And I know I said I would give up praising Craig Council for Lent, and God help me, you know, Palm Sunday's on Sunday. I know we're close, but I really like those comments from Craig Council. He says his offense can be more consistent this year. Hopefully, ideally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had kind of three three players there, I'd say, with McCutcheon, Renfro, um, Brasso's new. Um, so not not a lot of changes, frankly. Um, you know, I mean, in the, in the scheme of things, I think. So, you know, it's on this, on this group of guys to just be a consistent offense. I think, you know, one of the things that, you know, would, would try to – we had – just the way the way we rolled last year with and it was because of a lot of issues but we you know we had to at bats to some guys that struggled last year um and then that i think that was a part of holding us down a little bit at times during the off season i mean during the uh during the regular season so i think we i think this group has a chance to be really consistent i think it's a balanced group um I mean, that that's kind of how I see this group is, is the ability to be very consistent i don't know if there's a weak spot in this brewers lineup I don't know if the top-end talent is there. Do they have an MVP? Do they have a Freddie Freeman type? Things are tight. Elimination game in the postseason. You're going up against the best pitchers in the most stressful moments. Do you have a guy that can come through? That's supposed to be Christian Yelich, and it hasn't been the last two years. Council talked about what he expects from Christian Yelich this season. Well, this, I mean, I think just, he just wants to be himself, you know. Um, and that that's there's, – there's obviously been a huge range in that. Um and I don't, and I think that's okay. There's, there's a lot of those ranges are really, really, really good players. So um, I think that that's what I would ask of them. And um, you know, we'll we'll see what 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 that holds. Maybe I'm reading too much into this. And my priors on Christian Yelch, I don't, I don't know that he's going to be that great again this year. I don't know if we're going to see a return to MVP form. Hopefully, we do. My gut doesn't feel great about it. That did not make me feel better, <laughs> right? Like, th- this isn't a this, – Craig Council's not scolding Yelich in this answer. He's not besmirching him. I don't know if that answer does a ton to instill confidence, right? If he would have got up to the podium and he would have said, well, you know, I see Christian on a day-to-day basis. I know he's had a tough two years, but baseball is weird. I mean, I this dude's a stud, and I know he's going to get back to that level, but baseball is weird, and sometimes it takes time. I, I got all the confidence in the world in Yelich. He could have said that. You know, managers say stuff like that all the time. Coaches say stuff like that all the time. He didn't say that. He said, well, he wants to be himself. Um, what does that mean? You know, like, what does that mean? He wants to be himself. 
What does that mean? Ah, I don't know. Again, doesn't instill a ton of confidence. Now, I didn't have a lot of confidence to begin with, but that didn't make me feel better. Last question and answer from Craig Council, and then we'll take a break. He was talking about what he's done to get his pitchers ready for opening day and, and to get ready for the season. You know, the, the big thing that, that we accomplished this spring is we really didn't, you know, Eric, uh, Eric had a little bit of a, a setback and missed a couple days, but that was the only starting pitcher schedule adjustment we had to make. And so they all stayed on their schedule from day one. And that that makes you feel like you got them everything you could possibly get them. Um, so it puts them puts them into this first first time around in, a, in as good a spot as they can be in. I like the patient approach with pitchers, keeping them healthy, keeping them available. I think a lot of Brewers fans look at last season and say that the cautious approach with pitchers was bad. It didn't work out. I, I don't think that's true. Craig Council, he accomplished what he wanted with his pitching staff. Get to the playoffs healthy. Get in and have a chance. And obviously didn't go well. I don't think that's an indictment on Craig Council's approach with his pitchers. It just didn't go well. Compare that to the Mets, right? The Mets have a bunch of stud starters, and they couldn't keep him healthy to get to the postseason. That's what the Brewers' goal was. They accomplished it. They just weren't successful in the end. And I think they're going to try to do the same thing this year and just hope their luck is different in the postseason. It's hard for their luck to be worse. Well, he scored like four or five runs that whole series. So I think they'll try to run it back, do something very similar. Don't work the pitchers too hard. Get them to the postseason healthy and then see if you can make some damage and make some noise actually on offense this season as opposed to last season. Let's take a break. We'll wrap up the Wisco Sports Show coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.